Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, precious Lord. We praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Father, we thank you, Lord, for giving us this time to come into your presence with thanksgiving, into your courts with praise. Lord, we're weak, but you're strong. And I thank you, Lord, in all our weaknesses, your strength is being made perfect. And we thank you, Father, for the strength of God, the strength of God that is being made manifest in our model bodies. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. To Him be glory in the church, now and forever. Lord, we thank You for giving us life. We thank You for giving us breath. We thank You for giving us the minds, O Lord, of this hour, so that we can be here, that we can listen, we can understand, that we can hear, Lord, There's so many people who are deaf, so many people who are blind, so many people who are mentally unstable, that they cannot understand anything. So many people who can't sit still. So many people who are in so much pain, they can't even hear anything. But Lord, you've been merciful to us. And you've given us this time to spend time in your presence. As we've come before you, Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, Seeking for your blessing on this first day of this new month. And on this first day of the twelfth month, the last month of this 2021. Lord, we ask you that you will draw us closer to yourself. You brought us through the fire. You brought us through the flood. You brought us through the wilderness. You carried us on your shoulder. You bore us on eagle's wings. When we had no strength and when we were not able to walk, you carried us, Father. Lord, you have strengthened us with your strength. And we each hear our testimonies to what God alone can do in the lives of frail people and our bodies are frail 
your strength sustains us. We thank you, Father. The young people can grow tired. The youth can utterly fall and faint because human bodies have limitations. But those who wait on the Lord, something supernatural happens to them. They no longer are led by natural laws, but they are led by the supernatural laws. And I thank you for giving us the privilege, Lord, to being led by the supernatural laws. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We shall run and not grow weary. We shall walk and not grow faint. In the midst of all our troubles, your hand comes and lifts us out of it, places us upon the higher ground. From there, from the higher ground, you've given us the power to dominate our circumstances. We don't bow down to our circumstances. Our circumstances must bow down to Jesus Christ who is inside of us. And we thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for being the source of our strength, the strength of our lives, and a portion forever. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, on this first day of this new month. We thank you for being so faithful to us all through the past 11 months. Every single day. Every single day. So much has happened this year. So much pain, so much struggle. Through all of it, you gave us your peace. Through all of it, you gave us your strength. Through all the things that we went through, Father, you've done so many miracles. Too many to count. You spoke to us so many times because you're so real. Father, you stood by our side. We felt you, we touched you, we saw you. Oh Lord, you're so real. You're so real. And we thank you, Lord, for being our God, our Father in heaven, our compassionate Father in heaven. We thank you, Lord. As we are going to meditate on your holy word, you speak to us, Father. Give us the bread that we need for this month as we are going to close out this year. Oh, Father, help us to prepare ourselves this month of December to inherit all that you have for us, O oh, Father, in 2020. We have no knowledge. We have no idea. We have no clue what 2022 holds. But we know soon you're going to reveal to us within the next few weeks. Oh, Father, so I pray that you'll make us worthy vessels of honor so that we can inherit every word that you speak to us, O oh Lord. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. Father, you are so great. Lord, you are so glorious. Your thoughts and your ways 
are beyond any human comprehension. The plans that you have for us are too glorious for us to fathom. And so, you reveal to us little by little to the extent that we can handle. So we give you glory, Father. We give you glory. We give you glory as a little baby who gets on solid food, cannot digest everything, but wants everything that's on its father's plate or its mother's plate. But the parent knows what to give the child. At the moment, the child will not understand. It does not like that baby food. It does not like all the stuff that the mother puts in the blender and gives it. The baby wants the food that is on the parent's plate when the child's digestive system cannot handle. Many times, many times, we as humans, when we can't handle, we think we can. We throw tantrums, wanting to know everything, wanting the answers for everything, saying that we can handle, I can handle. But in reality, you know, Father, that we can't. And to each person, according to their ability, according to their capacity, you distribute and you give. So that even though the food is good and the food is grand and it smells good and it tastes good, the Heavenly Father knows that the child cannot handle I thank you, Lord, for being the Father in Heaven who understands us, who understands our capacity when we don't understand ourselves and our capacity and overestimate ourselves many times and throw a fit in the presence of God. I pray, Father, that you continue to work your living word in the lives of your people. Let no one question the Maker. Let no one stand before God and say, Well, you give this to me, then I will. For we will shortchange ourselves. Help us, O Lord to just take in everything that you give so that what you give can nourish us help us to trust you in everything so that what you feed us can prosper us and then when we are ready when your people are ready to handle the glorious things, the grand things you prepared for them. 
you will give it to them. So I pray, let no one be hasty. Let no one be discontent. But let each one be eager to receive what God has for them. Not look at anyone else's plate. But look at their own bowl. Look at what God is giving to them. And joyfully take it in so that they can grow. They can increase and more will be given to them. And they'll be able to handle more. Thank you, Father, for speaking this word to us at this hour. Thank you, Lord. If we have given this word to someone who is here, who's like that baby looking at the parents plate and says well I can eat that why can't I have that give that to me I can handle that I want this I don't want what I have in my bowl God is speaking to your hearts at this hour discontentment is a disease of the soul it's important to enjoy what God is doing in your life at this moment. It's important to be grateful to God for what God is doing in your life at this moment. Then you will grow. It's important to take it in, what God is giving to you at this moment. Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and we're not going to take anything with us when we leave. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Continue to speak to our hearts, O Lord, at this hour. Let each one be keen on looking at their own plate, looking at their own bowl, looking at what God is doing in their lives. Run in their own tracks so that they can finish well, Father. Let each one give glory to God for what God has done in the lives of His people. And be happy for what God is doing in the lives of the brothers and sisters. And at the same time, look at their bowl and be happy. And eat what God is giving to them, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Give them all. Give them all. Give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, broken toys. Give them all. Give them all. Give them all to Jesus. And He will turn your sorrows into joy. Give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, broken toys. Give them all, give them all, give them all to Jesus. And He will turn your sorrows into joy. 
He will turn your sorrows. He will turn your sorrows. He will turn your sorrows into joy. Father, we thank you for this hour of power where heaven invades earth. And we thank you for your presence that is here in our midst. And I give every brother, every sister, every child who is on the call this night. I give them into your nail-pierced hands, O oh Father. And I pray that you'll do something special in their lives, O oh Lord. All the brokenness, all the emptiness, all the losses. Father, I pray that you'll turn it around in the name of Jesus. Wherever there's defeat, may we see victory, Father. Touch your people. Strengthen your people. We thank you for all that you've done thus far. And we eagerly, we're looking forward to all that you're going to do in this month of December. Thank you, Father, for every testimony that we heard. Thank you for Yamini's testimony. Thank you for Prashant's testimony. Thank you for Jody's testimony. Thank you for these three grateful hearts that poured out their thank offering in the presence of the Savior at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Bless them immensely, Father, and give them many more testimonies of Father. Thank you, Lord. As we are going to go into your word, Lord, I pray that you will reveal to us your deeper truths. I pray, Spirit of the living God, that you will open our eyes of understanding. Unless the Father draws us to himself, no one can come. So I pray, let there be a drawing nearer to God through the Spirit of God take place in our midst, O Father. Draw your people closer to Jesus Christ. Father, I pray, let there be a sense of urgency. Help us to see what is really taking place in us and around us. Help us, Lord, to be wise. Help us to understand what you're doing, Lord, at this hour. As even the animals and the birds knew when tsunami was going to come and they all escaped, but human beings were not aware of it. And many got swept away. Help us not to be like that. Help us to be your people who will understand the times and seasons and will live our lives, O oh Lord, in a manner that would reflect the glory of God. Thank you, Father. Bless us, O oh Lord. In this month of December, bless us, O oh Lord. Wherever you are, just tell the Lord, Lord, bless me, Lord, in this month of December. Bless me with a deep understanding of the Most High God. Bless me with a greater revelation of the Most High God. Just pray, wherever you are, say it. Ask the Lord and He will give it to you. Tell the Lord, bless me with a greater reverence for the presence of God. Bless me, Lord, with the humility and integrity that I need to have when it comes to seeking God Almighty. Pray these prayers the Holy Spirit is leading us to. Pray it from the bottom of your hearts. Sincerely pray. Say, Lord, do something.
in my life. I want to change even more. Tell the Lord, I want to change even more. Do something in me, Lord. And I want to stay the same way. I want to go forward. I want to go forward. Take me forward, Jesus. Take me higher, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to us at this hour. Thank you for the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. By using it, we shall bring down all the strongholds of the enemy. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I pray that you will continue to open our eyes of understanding, that we may see the King of glory. Open our ears, O Lord, I pray, that we may hear the voice of the Almighty God. O Spirit of the living God, I pray that you will touch every single person who is here. Cause their will to yield to the will of God so that they may live the life to the fullest that God has for them, Father. Let no one shortchange themselves of what God has for them, Lord. Bless your people. Bless your people. Give an increased hunger and thirst after the things of God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I speak your living breath upon your people at this hour. Quicken every single person in the name of Jesus. Quicken every soul in the name of Jesus. Quicken every body in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let there be a quickening taking place at this hour in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, where there is no life, let the life of God penetrate right now in Jesus' name. And do something special, Lord. Do something special this day. Do something special, Lord, in the lives of your people. Do something special, my Savior. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. We are... I'm going to shut the ringer off. Sorry about that. We're going to... Let me shut this off. Sorry. We're going to turn our Bibles to Second Chronicles, chapter 20. And we are going to read from verse 1 onwards. 
I'm not going to repeat the message that the Lord gave to us this morning. But I just want to highlight a few points that God has for us. If you were not present in the morning call, I encourage you to listen to it. It will be a blessing for you. Uh, because that lays the foundation for what God is going to speak to us after um, this morning's meeting. So I encourage you to listen to the morning um, call. I'm just going to highlight what is prayer and what kind of a prayer is effective. How do we really pray and how God answers prayer. And as we continue seeing what God wants us to see and the promise for the month and what God wants us to know in order for us to hold on to so that we can receive what God has for us, we're going to focus on, zoom in, into certain things that God would have for us which would build on yesterday's message that the Lord gave. So we're just going to go to verse 1 and I'm going to read from verse 1, and then we're going to just go um, to the next verse after that. Second Chronicles, chapter 20, and we'll read from verse 1. It happened after this that the people of Moab, with the people of Ammon, and others with them, besides the Ammonites, came to battle against Jehoshaphat. We see that Jehoshaphat, the king, and he has a whole bunch of enemies that are coming suddenly. It's not that Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat went to battle. Jehoshaphat was peacefully ruling and reigning over his kingdom, but the enemies, suddenly they came. They were looking at Jehoshaphat's kingdom and they said, we want that. They said that we want to take what Jehoshaphat has something that the Spirit of the Lord is addressing here at this hour. Just pay close attention to what God is speaking. You may be going about your own business and doing your own thing, taking care of your own family and and minding your own business. But the enemy sees what you're doing, sees what you have, and he says, I'm going to come and take that. I'm going to come and break that. I'm going to come and destroy that. And Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, a lot of people, when something bad happens, they immediately blame God. They say, well, I don't want to read and pray anymore because God did this. Really? How do you think you would feel if your whole community would come to you and say, well, you're the problem for disease in our house, and you're the problem for death in my house, and you're the problem for loss in my house, and... You'll say, what? I have nothing to do with this. Well, this, oh, no, no, but you're still living where we are. You're the one who's responsible. It's insane. Yet people do that to God all the time. When the devil is responsible for killing and stealing and destroying, and God is all good, he's not responsible for what happened to you when you were a child. God is not responsible 
for the death in your family. God is not responsible for the sickness in your family. God is not. God is not the one that we can blame. No. God didn't cause accidents and God didn't cause failures and God didn't cause divorce and God didn't cause disasters. No. God is not the author of confusion. So how come most of the world blame God for everything? Some disaster happened. Somebody broke in. Somebody fell and broke their ankle or their wrist. Immediately get mad at God. Why will they do that? Do they have any valid reason for that? No. Based on what? Based on the lies of Satan. Satan does all these things. And then who gets blamed for that? God. You know, like some people, they're innocent, but they're in prison. And the murderer is out there somewhere. Loose, let loose, free, going around, going to the store and eating and drinking and everything. But an innocent person is in prison. Meanwhile, the victim's family, they're all happy. Oh, this guy is caught and he's inside, but he never did anything. The one who actually committed the crime is outside somewhere. Just because someone is thrown in the prison doesn't mean that justice was served. No, it has to be the right person. When things happen in our lives, it is important to know who caused it. If we don't take it seriously as to who caused it, then we're going to live like the people who are content that somebody is in prison. doesn't matter if it's the right person or not. How will justice be served if the criminal is let loose and he's roaming around? He can strike again. And he does all the time. And he is hiding behind the identity of the innocent one who is in prison. Meanwhile, he is going and doing again and again and again. That's what happens to Satan. Until Satan is exposed, until Satan is caught, until we understand that this is who who did this to me, not God. We are never going to take vengeance over our enemy. Justice is never going to be served. Because we didn't really bother with the truth. It's time that we understand truth matters. Does truth matter to you? Does it matter to you? Or does it not matter to you? Truth must matter to you if you want to really understand what has happened in my life. Why things happened the way it happened. Who's responsible for that? We need to know the truth. Truth does matter. When truth matters... The lie of the enemy will be exposed. The mask of the murderer will be removed. Now the murderer is found out. He needs to go to jail. Many people think that they are holding God in the prison and saying that, Well, I'm mad at God. Well, I don't want to have anything to do with God. But you know what we're doing? We're doing injustice to ourselves. You know why? The real murderer is out there. The one who can help us, we block ourselves 
away from him. We can never put God in prison, by the way. When we do that, or when we try to do that, we put ourselves in prison. So what happens? All those who try to blame God put themselves behind bars. And who's roaming out there freely? The murderer, Satan. He does more and more and more and more and more damage until he destroys everything because Satan's nature is to steal, kill and destroy. He cannot be without stealing. He cannot be without killing. He cannot be without doing damage. He cannot. That's his nature. Every opportunity he gets, he will steal, kill and destroy. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. We need to be aware of the works of the enemy. We need to be aware of the works of God. In order for us to know who caused what, we need to know the nature, we need to know the nature of God, nature of the devil. That's where the word of God comes to play. Where the nature of God is written in God's word. And the nature of Satan is also written in God's word. May the Lord speak to our hearts at this hour. We're knowing God through his word is essential for us to really discern who is doing what in a given situation. Knowing the nature of Satan is very important. Because unless we know who our enemy is, we can be right in front of the enemy, ready to be slaughtered and not know of it. That's very dangerous. God's word exposes the enemy. God's word exposes the lies of the enemy. God's word reveals to us the nature of God. So we understand and we know this is not going to happen. See, when you know someone really well, and someone comes and says, well, they did this, they stole this, what will you say? No, no way. Something is wrong here. No way. And what will you do? You will fight for that person because you trust them and you know them really well. And that they would never do such a thing. That's how it is with God. When you know the character of God, we know who He is. No matter who says what, no matter what happens in your life, you know that my God will never do such a thing. Because I know who He is. And who does it? Who is doing it? There are only two forces. One is God, who is all good. And the other is Satan, who is all evil. When he is all evil, all that he does every single time is evil. When God is all good, all that God does every single time is good. So may God give us the understanding that when the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, we have to see that and we have to run to God who can do good for us. Reverse whatever the enemy is trying to do or is doing or has done. God can reverse everything. So with that understanding, I want you to pay close attention to what we're reading as the Spirit of the Lord wants us to. So that whatever God wants to impart into you today will just sink into your spirit. There won't be just another message that we heard. But it would be life-giving word that would be implanted into your soul. 
that would not only save you, but also your hearers. So let's read from verse 1 onwards again. It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. A lot of enemies for Jehoshaphat suddenly without a cause. Have you gone through things in your life that happened without a cause? You were not the cause for it. You didn't provoke it. You didn't begin it. But people were against you. Circumstance turned against you. Your health turned against you. Everything turned against you. You know who did it. The enemy did it. Just like these enemies came against Jehoshaphat, moved by the devil, suddenly they came. They wanted to take what Jehoshaphat had. This is a prophecy God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Whatever the enemy wants to take from you, don't give it up. Don't give up what the enemy wants to take from you. It's important for you to hold on to what God has given to you, the blessing that God has for you. Never let the enemy scare you into something where you just easily give up what belongs to you, what God has for you. The enemy came to Jehoshaphat. The enemy came against the people of Israel. And Jehoshaphat did something. Jehoshaphat didn't say, well, you are coming against me and my people and you're all coming together to destroy us. We're very scared. So we just surrender. We'll be your slaves and you be our master. Jehoshaphat didn't say that. These are the people of God, children of Israel. These are the descendants of Jacob, the father, children of Abraham, the people of God. What happened? The enemy came and he said, I'm going to take your inheritance away. I'm going to take what belongs to you. I'm going to take what God gave to you. Your children are given by God to you. Your family has been given by God to you. Your house has been given by God to you. Your marriage has been given by God to you. Your health has been given by God to you. Your peace and joy has been given by God to you. Your job has been given by God to you. The money that God has given you is given by God to you. Whatever God has given to you, make sure you don't let the enemy rob that away from you. You have to be a good steward. You have to be someone who has faith to fight and not let go, to overcome, not let the enemy rob anything that God has for you. Now, the enemy came and he said, I'm going to take what belongs to you, people of God. What happened when the enemy came? Jehoshaphat, let's read verse 2. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazon, Tamar, which is En Gedi. Somebody's coming in, giving this bad report, which is real report. So they're coming and saying, Well, a lot of people, a great multitude is coming against you. You have a lot of enemies, and it is dangerous right now. The situation is really bad. Now, when someone gives a bad report, 
It's a real report. Like I said this morning, we cannot say, well, I don't believe that. We don't have to receive that. But it's a real report that's there. Really, the enemies are coming. We can't say that, well, I don't believe that I have the enemy. No, no. We should be able to say, yes, the enemy is there, but greater is he who is in me. The people that God has with me are more than the enemies that are out there. We need to be people of God who will use the word of God to counter what the enemy is doing. If I don't counter what the enemy is doing, the enemy will throw his weapons of destruction at us. He'll attack here first. He will bring depression. He'll bring anxiety. He'll bring thoughts of confusion. He'll bring sadness. He'll bring loneliness. He'll bring dejection. He'll bring all kinds of things. And then he'll bring sickness with it after that. So it's important for us to guard our minds. Our minds have been given by God to us. If we don't guard our minds, the enemy can take that away from us. He can say that, oh, this is my territory, and he can bring depression, thoughts of suicide. He can bring negative things, and he can make you feel like, I'm so tired, I can't work, and you know, I can't study, and I can't do this, and I can't do this, and all the I can't will come inside. Those are all Satan's stuff. Because as a believer, we don't say, I can't. We say, I can, no matter what situation we are going through. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's nothing in this world that I cannot do if I have Jesus with me. So when we think about the work of God, that God is doing in our lives, it's something that we need to cherish and something we need to hold on to that we don't let go of it. Whatever God has given to you, guard it with everything that is within you. Somebody brought a bad report, which is the real report, in the eyes of the world, that truly a multitude was coming against Jehoshaphat. Verse 3, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord, and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. We saw this this morning, that Jehoshaphat did something about his problem. When Everything went wrong. Jehoshaphat didn't say, well, I give up, like I said a few minutes ago. He didn't say, well, we'll be your slaves. No, 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 no. If God has called you to be above and not beneath, don't give up that position. The blessing that God gives to us, the promotion that God gives to us, the place that God will give to us, Satan will sometimes come and say, well, you know what, you're humble, you shouldn't be, you know, and having those things, just give it to somebody else. And no, God has called you to be the head and not the tail. To lend and not borrow, to be above and not beneath. God's call is to put you in places of honor so that you can reach more people, save more people, be of use in this world with whatever God has given into your hands. Don't let go of it. Don't be... Like the Bible says, tricked by the enemy, where you feel like, I want to be so humble that I don't want to have anything. No. If God gives you something, it's a responsibility that God is giving. Daniel was doing all those things without the title. And when it came for the title, the time came, he had to be taught. That's something that God is giving to you for the work you are doing. 
receive it. Don't let someone who's not doing anything have it. That's not right. And he understood that. We need to hold on to what God has given to us. And if God is giving to us something at that time, we don't say, oh, no, no, Lord, I don't want it. Don't want it. Never say that. Because God will place you in strategic places to bless others. If you are not there, the scripture God is bringing to us, when the wicked rule, what happens to the people? Wickedness prospers. But when righteous rule, righteousness prevails. And when righteousness prevails, God's blessing rests on those people. So in order for God to touch the broken, in order for God to touch the lonely, touch the lost, touch the bleeding, touch the dying, God's people need to be in places where God can position them so that they can be the extension of God in this world, where they can bless people, they can help people, they can bring people to Jesus, and they can take Jesus to the people. It's important. So God placed Jehoshaphat where Jehoshaphat was. And because you had the godly leadership there, when the enemy came, Jehoshaphat did the right thing. He didn't surrender. He didn't give up what God gave to him. Instead, he turned to God and he said, Lord, help me to keep what you have given to us. You take care of the enemy. Our God is bigger than our problems. Our God is bigger than our enemy. Our God is bigger than anything that is out there. Never surrender to defeat. Write this down. I will never surrender to defeat. If you are a child of God, defeat is not in your in your feet. Victory is what God has given to you because God's word says. Thanks be to God who highlight the word always circle it always causes us to triumph through Christ Jesus whatever it may be you know if you see um, a wrestling match or uh, any kind of fight nobody wins the first second itself I mean I don't sit and watch wrestling match by the way any kind of fight whether it's a sword fight whether, whatever fight that is. When people fight, you wait until the victory is obtained to declare who won. Usually, it doesn't happen instantaneously unless the opponent is really, really weak. Whoever has a strength, they'll put up a fight to hold on to what is yours. See, if you are going somewhere and you have a wallet and a thief comes and he points a gun to your head and he says, give me the wallet, what will you do at that time? The smartest thing to do is to give the wallet, right? Give the wallet so that your life is spared. At that time, you can't fight over a wallet and lose your life. However, if you have more power than him, He has a gun, but you have something to instantaneously knock him down. At that time, you're not going to give up your wallet, but you will pull him down. That's the life of a believer. 
we don't surrender to defeat because we have more power. We don't surrender to the enemy, the bully, Satan. We don't. The fight may look like it's going up and down, but you know what? We know we win ultimately. We know there comes a very strategic moment where suddenly the enemy is brought down. You know, I used to play chess. Those of you know the game, you can be playing and suddenly it looks like it can look like you're going to lose. But there will come a point, there'll be one strategic move that you will make. Two more steps, game is over, you win. That's how it is. When it comes to spiritual warfare, you don't give up. You look for every opportunity for God to work, make that strategic move in your life. Where suddenly the shift will come, suddenly God will overthrow the enemy. It may look like, oh, he's pursuing. He's pursuing the people of God in the wilderness. He's pursuing the people of God even into the Red Sea. There's that strategic move that God made Moses to do. Suddenly, lift your hand. Let the waters close. It was over at that point. God is speaking to the hearts of this hour. Hold on to what God has given to you. Don't give up. The fight is not over. When it's over, you'll know it's over because you win. That's how you know. When you win the match, you know it's over. Isn't that beautiful? We don't have to wait till we see the outcome. Whoa, am I going to lose or am I going to win? No, you know you're going to win. When you win the match, you know the match is over. Hey, you may go to another battle. But not the same old, same old stuff. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. This month of December is a very, very important month in the lives of God's people. Where the enemy came to Jehoshaphat, the enemy came to the people of God. Jehoshaphat knew something. He knew that his God is bigger than the enemy. And when he turns to God and talks to him, God will do great and mighty things. Now what he talked and what he prayed, God spoke to us this morning during the morning call. So we're not going to talk about that. What happened is very important. So let's read that and we're going to finish in a few minutes. But let's read from verse 3. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord, and from from all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Something very important here. The enemy sought help from all the surrounding neighboring countries. They had manpower. But the people of God, Jehoshaphat and Judah, they gathered together and they sought the Lord To get his help. Now think about this. The battle is not going to be manpower with manpower. It's going to be manpower against supernatural power. Guess who's going to win? Even before the match begins, we know who's going to win. Jehoshaphat knew that. His people knew that. So he said, we are going to go to God to get that supernatural strength. 
supernatural strength is what we need in order to accomplish great things for God, in order to overtake the powers of darkness. Supernatural strength is what we need in order for us to get that supernatural strength. We need to go to that supernatural being, God Almighty. We need to go to Him and ask Him for His supernatural power, His supernatural strength. On this first day of this new month, whatever you may be facing, it is important for you to set your heart to seek after the living God, to get His supernatural strength in order to fight that which you need to fight in the natural realm. Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, what they do? They all sat and planned. And did they say, that, let's see how to attack the enemies now. They're all coming and what can we do? And we don't know. And No. No. The first thing they did was, we can overcome this if we have God's power. Let's go to God. No matter what you're facing in your life, no matter what your problem, whatever kind of problem it may be, when you go to God, He will fill you with His power. He will fill you with His presence. He will fill you with what you need in order to face your enemy. What happens to the enemy after that? Game over. Everything comes to a standstill. Why? Because God's people won. The enemy cannot overpower. The enemy is utterly destroyed. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever your problem may be, set your heart to seek God. Don't look at the problem as a never-ending problem. Don't look at the problem as something that's beyond recovery or beyond hope. God is speaking to us today. Whatever the problem may be, you need to know this. If I face it with human strength, I will fail because the enemy is too strong. But if I face it with supernatural strength, then I win because I have God by my side. You will win. You will win. You will win. Verse 5. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God? who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever. And they dwelt in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, If disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple and in your presence, for your name is in this temple." And cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. And now here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you would not let Israel invade 
when they came out of the land of Egypt. But they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession, which you have given us to inherit. O our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. Again. This morning God spoke to us from these verses on how to pray. So definitely go and listen to it. If you were there in the morning call, re-listen to it. It will really bless you. Verse 13. Now all Judah, with their little ones, their wives and their children, stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite, the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. And he said, Listen, all of you of Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid, nor dismayed, because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the brook, before the wilderness of Jeruel. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, who is with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow, go out against them, for the Lord is with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshipping the Lord. Then the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with voices loud and high. I want to stop right here as the Holy Spirit wants me to. When you look at the prayer of the people of God, it reached the year of the living God. The prayers of the people of God reached the years of the living God. Once God heard it, immediately He spoke through his messenger who was there. And what happened? The Spirit of God came upon the messenger of God and the mouthpiece of God spoke. Spoke God's word, he said. Don't be afraid because God is going to fight this battle. Doesn't mean that you all stay home and sleep. No, he's giving clear instruction. You need to go. You need to position yourself, but God is going to give you the victory. God is going to do that. That's what God did. We will continue this tomorrow as the Lord wants me to. But today we're going to stop right here. We want to just see one more point from what God spoke here. Which is the word of the Lord that came through his servant to the king and his people. Don't be afraid of the multitude. He didn't say that, oh, those are not multitudes. That's a false report. No, the report is true. The multitudes are real. Those are not imagination. No, 
those are not imaginary characters, no. Those are real people, multitudes, greater than the army of the people of God here, Jehoshaphat and his people. But God says, don't be afraid. Is God's word enough for you? If God says, don't be afraid, is it enough for you? It's enough for me. Is it enough for you? If God says, don't be afraid, even if the multitudes are right in front of you, is it enough for you? God is asking you this question today. Can you believe what God says? Do you believe what God says? No matter what happens in front of you, if he says, don't be afraid, I will take this in my hands. Do we believe that? If we believe it, we'll expect it to happen at the same time. If the Lord says, you need to position yourselves and you need to go there to fight, but you're not going to fight, I will fight. I will tell you what you need to do. You go and position yourselves. And God gives an instruction. Do we have the faith to do it? It's important for us to answer those questions. Do I have the faith to believe in the word of God and not be afraid? You can't really go to battle if you're just shaking. and Your knees are shaking because you're seeing the multitudes. It's important not to see the multitudes, but to see God. You know the multitudes are there. Once you see, and you see they're there, that's enough. You don't have to keep staring at them, seeing that, oh, the multitudes are there. Are they there? How far are they? Are they closer? Oh, they're coming closer. They're coming closer. The more you pay attention to the multitudes, the more you are setting yourself up for failure. It's important for you to not fear, give in to fear. When God says, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. That's the reason why he's saying he's all powerful. He is bigger than the multitude. And if you ask God for supernatural help and he says, I'm giving it to you, it's important for you to simply do whatever he's telling you to do. When he tells you to do something because he's God, because he's promised you the victory, it's important to simply do what he's telling you to do. When you do it, you will see God's victory come right through to you. Because he said he will fight all your battles. In this month of December, whatever it is, know this, that if you face a problem, go to God so that you can deal with it with his supernatural power. When God tells you to do something, trust him and simply do it. And you will see God come through. When the enemy comes, don't look at the enemy and don't fear. Because God says, yeah, the enemy is there, but don't be afraid. It's important not to give in to fear, but fill yourselves with God's word. So that the faith that God's word can bring into your life, can do something, give you that boldness that comes from God Almighty, that will never fall. You will never lose. Because God has called you more than a conqueror. That's what He's named every believer. Every believer's name and what's written on their forehead is more than a conqueror. 
because of Jesus. Because He won already. And He's giving us that victory. So when He has called you to be more than a conqueror, why will you forfeit that? Why will you surrender to defeat because you're so scared? Where is your God? Where is your faith? You need to turn to God like Hashafat did. We need to trust Him like Hajahashafat trusted God. You need to simply do what God has told you to do. I want to close with this. When Naaman the Syrian had leprosy and he went to see Elisha the prophet, he thought Elisha will, the prophet will come out and talk to him and touch him and pray for him. And then all of a sudden the leprosy will disappear. These are all the things that he had in his mind. Now, when he came to Elisha, Elisha didn't even come outside. Elisha spoke through his servant and told his servant, just go and tell him to immerse himself seven times in the Jordan River. And he should be made whole. That's what was needed for Naaman. That word of God, that's all. Because Naaman was a commander doesn't mean that Elisha should get up and come. Elisha is about Naaman, the prophet of God. Elisha didn't come out. God clearly told him, don't go. Just give the word to the servant and let the servant tell Naaman what he needs to do. He came for healing. So tell him what he needs to do in order for him to get healed. When Naaman got like mad at who? The prophet of God. He didn't come and see me. He didn't come and talk to me. There are people like that. God has to lead the servants of God to send a text or to call. God has to lead. If God doesn't lead, then they will not do it. You getting mad is really going to set yourself up for a disaster, not the other way around. It's important to just simply do what God has called you. Stay and wait. Naaman got upset. He said, this is not what I thought. Well, it doesn't matter what you think. First of all, if you come to God for God to do something, then let God be God. Let him do what he wants to do because he knows everything and we don't. When we come with some kind of a preconceived notion in our minds that, oh, God is to do it this way. Well, am I coming because I have a need or what? If I'm coming to God, then I have to humble myself and have ears to hear. If I don't listen and I do my own thing, then I'm not going to inherit the blessing. Naaman would have lost his healing but he had some wise, caring servants with him. But they said, if the man of God would have told you to do something difficult, don't you think you would have done that? This is such a simple thing that he is asking you to do, such a simple thing. Many times God will tell us to do something really simple. But that's why a lot of people have problems. They don't want to do that. They forfeit the blessing of God. Because They don't want to do that. They want it to be done their way. What happens? They miss out on what God has for them. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever God would tell you to do, simply do it. Simple things, simply do it. Whatever may appear to be like complicated things, whatever He tells you to do, simply do it. Because if He's calling you to do something that appears to be complicated, then He will give you the ability to 
accomplish it. If you tell to do something simple, just go ahead and do it. Whatever it is, bottom line is, just do it. Then you see the miracle. Then you'll definitely see the miracle. Because the Word of God has the power to heal. The moment the Word of God came from the mouth of the Prophet of God, it carried the miracle. That sentence had it. When Naaman took that sentence and just simply did it, Elisha didn't have to be next to Naaman. Naaman was healed. Why? Because the word of God that was given through the servant of God contained that miracle. It just went right with Naaman when Naaman went with the word. God is speaking to our hearts today. Whatever the Lord gives to you, just take it. Be like a little child. Simply do it. When you take the word of God and go with the word of God, the word of God will go with you. When we obey the word of God, the word of God will work in you, causing a miracle to happen, take place in your life. As we close our eyes and look to the Lord at this hour, just give yourself to the Lord Jesus Christ and ask Him to empower you with His strength. In this month of December, tell yourself, I want to change. I want to do what God has called me to do. I want to inherit the blessings that God has for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So when we call upon the name of the Lord, He will answer us. And when the multitudes come, we need to go to God to get His supernatural strength. Through God, through His supernatural strength, we can accomplish anything. No one can overpower us. That we will not surrender to defeat. Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, for this hour. Thank you for blessing your people with the word of God. Your word brings life, it brings healing to our minds, it heals our bodies. Your word is sufficient for us, O Lord. I pray that the Spirit of God may strengthen your people. As your word has been given to your people, I pray that the Holy Spirit May do a deeper work in the lives of your people. That each one may take to heart what God has given to us at this hour. Take this word of God and meditate on it. Lord, help your people to take this word and meditate. That they may get the maximum out of what you have spoken. This morning and this evening. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The very same God who gave Jehoshaphat the victory will also give us the victory. We simply follow the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, as you serve in standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, 
according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God. And bless your people this night with a blessing that you alone can bless them with. That every brother, every sister, every child who is on the call may walk in total victory. That they may not be brought under by the circumstances, but they may rise above and be overcomers through Christ, the victor. This month of December may be a month of greater testimonies. So I pray, Father, your blessing upon your people, that they may pray like how Jehoshaphat prayed. They may believe like how Jehoshaphat believed. That they may obey like how Jehoshaphat obeyed. And they may win like how Jehoshaphat won. With this blessing, I bless your people with. May each be recipients of this blessing of Father. And I thank you, Lord, for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name, I pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause His face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon us and bless us with His peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ May the love of God the Father and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father.